Hey y'all, it's Patty, the fangirl here. And before we jump into this super fun episode all about Schitt's Creek, I gotta give a congratulations to Simply the Best show. They just got nominated for Emmys and uh, this happened after we had recorded uh, the show. So I just wanted to make sure that I threw that out there, that everybody pays attention September 22nd when the Emmy Awards come out. And I'm really pulling for them. I am pulling for Schitt's Creek to win a comedy and for Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, but all right, let's, let's get in and, and I'll tell you why exactly we love Schitt's Creek. Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey y'all, welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. I'm Patty Holiday, your host and head fangirl in charge. Now, before we start today, I'm going to give you, I don't know, a heads up, a warning, advance notice, whatever you want to call this. Guys, we are not over here being profane on the show today, but we are going to say shits a lot, a lot, a lot, because it's a last name, it's a location. Uh, You probably figured it out. The topic is one of my biggest current obsessions right now. It is the most delightful and absolutely perfect TV show, Shits Creek. Get ready for a lot of gushing over Dan Levy because, well, it's coming, (laughs) y'all. We love him. (laughs) On the show today is Jamie, one of my longest I met on the internet friends. Uh, Hey, Jamie. Hey, how are you, Patty? I'm doing great. So good to have you. I I miss talking to you more frequently. We got to do this more often. We definitely do. It's so good to hear your voice. This is Jamie Sather. She's a hardworking, TV-obsessed mom of two from Dallas. Uh, Tell us a little bit about you or your family or whatever you want to say. Well, I do have two kids. They are pretty great most of the time. Um, And Patty (laughs) and I met through uh, our birth board a long time ago. So we have kids that are the same age. Yeah, Baby Center brought us together. That's right. And... um, Yeah, I actually met my husband on the internet, too. We're two football-loving, house-divided people. We don't love the same team. Um, Nope, not at all. (laughs) And you know what? I kind of feel like the roses um, sometimes because I, as you said, I live in Texas, but it's definitely a whole different uh, type of society, way of life than where I grew up in Minnesota. So maybe <laughs> we've had some talks about that. Yeah. yeah, it's like you're the fish out of water. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's me. All right, all right. Yeah, I I really feel like the show was kind of made for you, Jamie, <laughs> because you know they're put in a place that they didn't choose. Uh, sorry, Texas. I love you, Jamie. Not so much. <laughs> I'm learning. Um, I'm learning. I know. Are you. Yeah, I'll, I'll be, hey, can I be frank here? Your complaints have toned way down over the years. <laughs> so I think I think the Texans are wearing on you or you've resigned yourself or you're getting used to it. I don't know what the answer is, but I, I think you're there. I think you're, I think you're staying for a while. Anyway. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Texans don't leave Texas. No, so. they don't. They don't. And, you know, Jamie's also kind of her and her daughter – I, her daughter has been actually, I have fangirled her daughter over the internet 
for years because she is into the award shows and she does this awesome red carpet uh, recap for all of us on the interwebs. And uh, it's amazing. Emily is amazing. She puts out, um, you know, her, her top list of who wore what and what she liked and what she didn't like. And she's been doing this. How old was she when she started this? She was about five. She would sit down with her little notebook and yes. just start critiquing. Yes. And it was, she was good at five. I mean, <laughs> she's that always was, had that eye. Yes. That was the funny thing is like she was smart at five when it came to fashion. So anyway, I can't wait for award season to roll back around. <laughs> it's part of my favorite time of the year. <laughs> All right. So Shit's Creek, we are going to talk about this and, uh, I'll try not to giggle too much because I can't help myself. This is just that kind of show that makes me so completely happy. Uh, this yes, is, that's a perfect way to put it. Right? I mean, it's it's a sitcom primarily, but it's also a rom com. It's it's got you know a lot of things to it, but there and there is some bad that that does happen to these folks. But for the most part, it is just light and delightful and sweet and it's a good solid family. I mean, there's all kinds of positive things that came out of this show um, when it when it came down to it. So h- how I even got into this. So let me tell you that this is uh, one of the shows that I had never even heard of. Didn't even didn't even know anything about it until I had, I think, two friends on uh, Facebook started talking about it. Jamie was not one of them. But they said it first, and I kind of paid attention to the sense of, oh, maybe that's something I'll get around to watching on Netflix one of these days. And then all of a sudden, over on my Twitter feed, there's Jamie, and she keeps <laughs> she keeps popping up as liking or responding to uh, this guy Dan Levy's um, tweets. And I was like, all right, well, if Jamie likes this person, I should check him out. And then they kind of combined, and I realized Dan Levy equals Shit's Creek equals the internet is telling me to go watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I finally decided. And, and I only decided to start watching this, I don't know, maybe a month ago. It's, it wasn't, it wasn't that long ago that I, that I started, um, uh, that I sat down and I started watching it. And I think I was three episodes in when I couldn't stop watching it. I was staying up every night until three o'clock in the morning, literally just sitting there <laughs> watching Shit's Creek and watching The Roses. That was, this is a binge, a binge it guys. It's worth it. It's fun. And, and it was just like I said, like I didn't want to go to bed because I was just so happy and I was so, <laughs> I wanted to know what was going to happen next. Um, but yeah, so you're partially to blame for this obsession with The Rose family. Yay. <laughs> I'm happy to be. The blame for that. The blame for that, right? It's it's not a bad thing to be yeah. to be blamed for. Um, now, tell us just a little right. bit about the background of the se- or, the, or not the background. Tell us a little bit about the plot of this series. You just you know basically tell people who have never heard of Shit's Creek what it is and why they might want to watch it. So basically, it is about this family, the Roses, and they are the stereotypical rich society New York family. Now, you don't get a big glimpse into that. If that's not your thing, don't worry. It's it's not for very long because it turns out their manager has been stealing all their money. And luckily, um, as a gag, Johnny Rose, the dad, had bought this town called Shit's Creek as a joke for 
his son, David. Yeah, and it was like so, a birthday present, right? Didn't, didn't they say it was yeah, a birthday present? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Alexis goes, oh, my God, you actually bought it? <laughs> like, couldn't believe, you know, you just don't get rich people actually buy the town instead of just, you know, like a T-shirt or something. Right. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not that person. So, um, so they, the, the FBI allows them to, or the government allows them to keep the town. So they have to move to this town that is basically the opposite of high society, high fashion, high anything. Um, in the middle of nowhere and learn how to kind of adapt. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a good synopsis. What I, what, when you were talking through that, I'm laughing because I think the first episode, they go from this big mansion and I want to say they were actually in LA, like David was in New York, but I think, I think the family was in LA because Maura's an actress, right? That makes sense. Yeah. I think anyway, it just, it looked really sunny and beautiful and I just, (laughs) Equate that to California, but um, they're they're running around this huge mansion, gathering their belongings because they literally are being told by the IRS they have like fifteen minutes to get out, and they're all stressing out over over what they should take, what they can take, you know, whatever. And I'm laughing because Moira's over there obsessing over these <laughs> wigs and that certain wigs don't. She she's named them, and she says something yeah. like wig doesn't like to travel with that wig and I'm like yeah <laughs> I remember when I was watching this I was like what is going on here who is this person um it all comes to light and I learned to love Moira and her wigs uh as the as the season goes on but uh yeah so they they have a few minutes to, to pull everything together and then they move and they go from this gorgeous beautiful house to this two bedrooms in a very rundown motel um in the middle of Nowheresville, Schitt's Creek. Uh, that's yeah. the name of the town is Schitt's Creek. And they meet all the characters associated with this town. So that's the the basic premise. And so, of course, you can imagine the rest of the series goes on to talk about the fish out of water and how they end up having to deal with the fact that this is now their life. <laughs> yes. And for everyone that's going, I've never heard of this or I don't know anything about it. Um, and I'm primarily speaking to my American friends because I know you Canadians <laughs> have heard about this one. Um, it's, it's a Canadian show. It was on uh, CBC television in uh, January 2015, I think is the date that I looked at it. If you are interested in this show, if you have not seen it or you watched it, but now you need to go back and re-binge it, um, you can find it on Netflix. You can buy it on Amazon. And then if you have Pop TV, you can get that on all in the U.S. on those channels. And I know this because I had to deep dive and find season five. (laughs) (laughs) Seasons one through four were on Netflix, and I binged all of those. Season five was not, is not. I think it's a supposed to come out like this fall or something somebody said October October Jamie knows okay so uh I'm in a Facebook group that's all about Shit's Creek and they're amazing and somebody kept saying I need season five I need season five and people said go and look and see if you have if you have pop tv and I don't think we have pop tv but somehow it's on my on demand for free on my cable provider so I'm yeah, I'm, and, and I'll tell you, Jamie, I'm saving it. I'm savoring. <laughs> when I finished season four, I was so sad that I had to wait for the next season because I knew that the next season was um, that was in filming, 
that they hadn't they hadn't given a release date or anything like that. And I didn't realize that I was that there was one in between that there was one already done. I thought I was going to be doing you know the Stranger Things thing where they make you wait for for two <laughs> years you know before the final season. And uh, then I discovered through this f- uh, Facebook group, which if anybody want, is interested or wants to know about it, it's called Shits Creek Fans Shoot the Shit. S C H I T T, and it's a great group. They are a lot of fun in there. Um, they are completely and totally obsessed and a little crazy, but I love them. They are my people. Anyway, it was in this group that I saw that I could check it, and I got so excited because it's on demand for me. So I'm saving it. I'm saving it for for when I need season five. I'm gonna actually rewatch the entire series. And then hit season five. And then I have to do that wait for season six to come out. And season six is the last season. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Called me at work and said, are you sitting down? And I said, yeah. And of course, (laughs) like my mind's like immediately. And he's like, I want you to hear this from me. And he's like, go check Dan Levy's Instagram. (laughs) So luckily, you know, I found my person that understands my silly obsession with all things pop culture, but understands also that (laughs) it is not silly to me. (laughs) It is not silly. It's very important to us. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. It was when that went out, I hadn't even started the series yet, but that was again, another one of those little nudges that everybody's like, and everybody that was on my Twitter that had seen it said, oh, I'm so sad, but I get it. I understand why they would want to do that. And basically it's one of those, the series is so perfect. You don't want it to cross that line and to go on too long to where we were going to regret that they did. And so- I I support this decision by the live Fanny, but I'm sad all the yeah, same. <laughs> absolutely. That's a perfect answer. All right. So we've talked a little bit about Dan Levy and let's explain who he is real quick. Dan is he's an actor, uh, actor, producer, director. I'm not sure exactly all of his background at this time, but this was his idea. And I I read somewhere that he came up for the idea while watching a reality television show. He said something like I was watching reality TV and I was concentrating on what would happen if one of those wealthy families like lost everything would like the Kardashians still be the Kardashians without their money. Like what would happen? Oh, wow. And yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of how he came up with this. So I think he's this pop culture junkie, just like us, Jamie. That's why I love him. (laughs) We could be BFFs, Dan. And then they said that he uh, talked to his father, who is the amazing Eugene Levy. I, I think I've seen not everything that he's ever done, but everything Mm -hmm. I've ever seen with Eugene in it, I've died laughing. I mean, he is he is comic gold. He is brilliant. He is. Absolutely love him. He is. And even in this show, like just he's so understated, but just perfect. Just perfect. Yeah. No, it's, it's, he's a perfect character. So he turned to his dad and Eugene actually helped him develop the show. And um, I, I heard that he's also the one that came up with the title. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yep. Yep. So tell me, what about you? You've heard my story on how I fell into this fandom. What about you? When did you first become a Schitt's Creek fangirl? How did you find this show? Well, I have to admit, um, I am also a big uh, fangirl of true crime. 
So I am a murderino. I listen to my favorite murder of the podcast mm-hmm. and Karen Kilgariff, who's one of the hosts. She's ridiculously funny. And she kept going on and on and on about how much she loved it. And I thought, you know, if somebody who's a professional comedian says this show is funny, <laughs> maybe I should give it a shot. <laughs> that, that's, so, that's a pretty good recommendation, eh? <laughs> yeah. So I, I actually, kind of like you, I just got into it last winter and um, just started binging it. I made it my my gym show so I could only watch it when I was going to the gym. But quickly I had to quit that because I looked like an idiot on the treadmill either laughing or crying. Right, right. <laughs> All to myself. <laughs> so I brought it home and I, you know, I don't have the willpower that you do. Like I, once I started, I couldn't stop. You know, I <laughs> I do anything that was available to me. And I actually finished right before the Christmas episode. So I was able to watch the Christmas episode, which then went right into season five after that. So yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty recent fan as well, but like you, I felt like the interwebs, which is like the universe was just pointing me to that. Pointing you to Schitt's Creek. I'm telling you. Yeah. All all roads lead to Schitt's Creek people. (laughs) I hope (laughs) that we can influence somebody who hasn't watched the show to start watching it because that would make me so happy to hear. I heard on this podcast about the show and I had to watch it because guys, it's just that good. It is. I don't, there's very few shows that catch my attention like this. Um, and, and honestly, most of the ones that I have binged and I have watched over the years, as far as a um, sitcom type level of show, they're all off the air now. And my daughter and I are of the same mind that we will just keep watching them over and over again until something else, you know, <laughs> takes her. So Parks and Rec is a perfect example. The Office, oh, um, yeah. The Middle. Those are all shows that I have seen every single episode of multiple times. Like I'm talking 10 times because we just, you know, when, when we need some downtime, Big Bang Theory, when I need some downtime, I would just repeat shows because they never get old to me. I can watch them over to right. So I was looking it's for something. Like, I was going to say, it's kind of like, like having a, an old friend, you know, it's that comfortable feeling that I feel like I kind of know this person and they can keep me company while I'm you know, picking up the house or cleaning or exactly, exactly. And yeah, I do that. Do you do that too? I, that's also yeah. why I love the podcast, but cause basically I was watching shows with the phone in my pocket, treating it like as the podcast, like I'd put on my headphones I put my yep. phone in my pocket, turn the show on, but I'd listen to it as I went around the house cleaning or <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So yeah, yeah no, you're exactly right. That's what it feels like. It's a very familiar, very comforting and very like, I'm there with you, Patty, even though I don't know yep. that you're watching me on something I recorded <laughs> three years ago, but they're with me. <laughs> yeah. It was there. It's someone that you feel. Yes. Safe. Yes. Now, was there anything, was there a moment um, that, that was like the I'm all in or I can't. I, I'm not walking away from this or anything that stands out or was it just something you loved from the start? Well, I don't, I, I thought it was funny from the start, but I definitely think the Olevu <laughs> episode <laughs> where they become members of this like pyramid scheme to sell makeup. Definitely. I mean, that was, that was between that one and the winery when she did the commercial <laughs> for the winery. Yes. 
you know, they just, they really made me laugh out loud and I wanted to go back and immediately and rewatch those, those episodes. episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And the all vu one was the first you, David, anyone who watches the show knows that you, David, <laughs> you know, that one, I think, I think that, I think the one reason I really liked the Ally Vu episode is because it really showcased Moira and David. Yeah. A yeah. Lot. Yeah, they did. They did. And we'll get to them in just a second. Uh, is there, okay. was there any point in this perfection of a series that you thought, I don't need to watch this anymore? My answer is no. So I'm just putting Absolutely it out there. And- <laughs> okay. Just checking. Absolutely. And I, I really think, and a lot of people that I've talked to have said the same thing. Like it's one of those rare shows that continues to get better. And I really think season two, you could kind of see the the actors kind of really finding their characters. Mm-hmm. So if you're a new watcher to it in season one, you're like, Patty and Jamie are crazy. <laughs> the show's funny, but it's not that great. Like stick with it because it definitely gets better season after season after season. I completely 1000% co-signed that because I am in the middle of rewatching it and I'm right smack in the middle of season two. And I had this same thought. This is where the plot takes its turn. This is where they start... I don't know, accepting the fact instead of trying season one is basically them complaining the whole time about why are we here and we need to get out of here, which is funny on its own. Like, don't get me wrong. It's, it's not obnoxious, disgusting. Like you're think they're whining type complaining. Um, But by season two, they're starting to come to terms with the fact that this is our life and we just need to figure out how best to deal with it. And uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I like how you're explaining me earlier. Living in Texas. Yes. That's kind of how you're explaining me living in Texas. You're in your you're, you're, you're in your season two to season three of Shit's Creek, right? <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you, and that's a that's an important point to put out. If anyone started this show or is going to start this show, go ahead and and just trust us. You'll watch it, and after you get over that hump or you get to that point where you're totally buying in, if it doesn't get you right away. Once you finish everything and you go back and you watch season one, season one's even more brilliant because like, yes. you just see it from a different light once you once you see everything. Anyway, ah, I just love this show. Anyway, uh, <laughs> now, do you have a favorite character? And I'm tempted to take David off the table because we, oh, you know what? First of all, before we go into favorite characters, let's explain a little bit about who the characters are. There's the Rose okay. family, which consists of Johnny Rose. Moira Rose, David Rose, and Alexis Rose. And Johnny was a video store owner. That's how he made like video cassette stores, right? Am I, do I remember that yes. correctly? Okay. Yep. And that's how he made his money. And then Moira was a daytime soap actress. So <laughs> she just makes me I just laugh every time I think of Moira. Yeah. Uh, she was a daytime soap actress. Yeah. And then and she's played by the great Catherine oh O'Hara. Oh my gosh, guys. I don't think we've mentioned we her. We haven't mentioned yet. her yet. And she is amazing. Again, somebody who you can watch mm-hmm. in everything and just fangirl her yes. because she's just, she's so good. Right. And then there's Alexis and David, their two children. Uh, David's a little bit older than Alexis, but you know they were raised very pampered and spoiled and you know very rich. And so the jokes and the things that they come up with are, are they're just funny because you can't even imagine the thought process. What is it that th- there's one where David decides he might need to sell some of his clothes <laughs> and he's, 
He's working with the motel um, office girl whose name is Stevie, who's another central character of the show, and she's great. Yeah. Um, she, she and David become very good friends. And um, <laughs> he's talking to her about these pants, and she's like, okay, well, let's sell those pants. How much would you mark them down for? And he's like, and she's like, David, my car doesn't even cost $850. (laughs) And he's like, well, I've seen your car. I agree with that statement. (laughs) It's just, it's just one of those things like who sells a pair of used pants for $850? Well, David Rose does. a, A small town in the middle of nowhere. Yes, yes. So anyway, so that those are the those are the kind of the four central, and I'm gonna guess that our, both of our favorites are coming from the family. Yeah, because I, I, we can go outside of that, but that's just my guess. So who uh, who do you think who are your favorite characters? And uh, tell us a little bit about them. Well, I okay. First of all, I kind of feel like you're asking me to pick my favorite kid. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's never, never an easy answer for that one, unless it's that time when you actually do have a favorite kid. <laughs> um, so i I think I'm going to have to go with Alexis on this. Okay. One. I mean, okay. obviously, like you said, David is perfection. Myra is amazing, um, but Alexis just has. First of all, she, like you said, they're these spoiled rich kids, and I would love to see a spinoff show of Alexis and all these adventures that, you know, they're going through and they're like, oh, we have to figure out how to, you know, change a flat tire. And Alexis comes back with, well, you try getting away with Somali pirates in the middle of the Greek Mediterranean. <laughs> you know what I mean? She just comes up right. with these crazy scenarios. Um, when David goes missing and she's like, I was held by Somali pirates or whatever it was, you know, for three days, for a week. And no one answered my texts. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm like, or, or, and there's another one where Johnny, she says something to Johnny about when I was in, and, I, and she named some crazy country. And he was like, where were you then? She was like, I don't know. I had braces. It's <laughs> like, you were there when you were 14? <laughs> so, yes, I agree. I think Alexis could have a whole series on her own about these crazy adventures that she lived with her life um, before they got to shit's yeah. yeah, it sounds like quite a life, Alexis. <laughs> and there, there is a moment in season five, which I know you haven't watched yet, but um, I haven't watched. When so anybody watch listening, we are, we're avoiding most of season five, but I'm going to let Jamie tell me this part. <laughs> go ahead. Well, when she, I'm, I'm not going to go too much into detail um, for anybody who hasn't seen season five yet, but there is a moment when she is doing an audition um, in season five and she, um, she does it with her own original song. And uh, so now this song has been popping up. I've seen it on Twitter and Instagram it has become an anthem at clubs and, you know, people are just singing it. And so it's really kind of spread outside of the show into, you know, the club scene and everything like that. So it's pretty amazing. I can't wait till you see it. Ah, I'm excited. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <clears throat> okay. So for me, uh, again, David, David and David Rose, uh, he is just... 
he's this fantastic character. But what I liked about Alexis, when you mentioned her, I was glad you did. What I liked about her is I felt from season one to where I finished her in season four, she had the most potential for growth. And it was a realistic growth and it was yes. a sweet growth. Yes. Okay, so one thing to note about these characters and this family is that even though they are all completely selfish and thinking about themselves like constantly and nonstop and their world revolves around them, they really are a family. And you can tell they love each other and they would do anything for each other. And they're in this nightmare situation together. And that develops more and more as the seasons go on. Just you see, you see the true core of the family. And I absolutely adore that from mom and dad to the kids. Um, some of my favorite moments are when the kids are giving the parents crap together, like yeah. when, they're, when they're throwing things in their face, you know, from their upbringing and stuff. Like Moira can't even remember her daughter's middle name. <laughs> <laughs> And they have this whole discussion about it, and it just kills me. So uh, that's one thing. This it's it's a family, you know, it's a family dynamic that is it's just precious. There's there's so many zingers, but it's very family. Like they do get on each other's nerves, and they do fight over these things. And like when you were saying, "Ooh, David, yeah, that's an Alexis thing," and she says it like all the time <laughs> because David will zing her constantly, and then that's her response. Ooh, David. <laughs> uh, for me, though, outside of, of David, I would have to say Moira is my absolute favorite character on the show. And Moira is the mom. And here's why. Like, first of all, you know, she's ridiculous. She has this accent that she puts on. <laughs> and it's, and it's, it, it drives my husband crazy. Like, he doesn't like it. I love Moira's accent. And, and sometimes I will call Tanya and we'll talk in Moira. <laughs> because um, it just kills me. But when, when she's definitely trying to be her actressy self, yes. she puts on this accent. When she's being like mom, when she's being normal, it, it, it kind of dials down. And I love that very subtle, that very small change that kind of signals where Moira is in her head at that time. She's the mom. And I think that's also where I am in life right now is that I really am, I'm really connecting with mom figures because that's where we are. Yeah. But she's got all these great one-liners. And part of what I like about Moira is the character that it's super clear and so obvious that she absolutely loves and adores her children, um, even if she hasn't been the most focused and the most uh, mothering attentive yeah. parent mm -hmm, over the years and i think you know she kind of embraces that no guilt life yes <laughs> absolutely. I have. um going on where moira is still moira and she's going to be moira the woman but she's also the mom and she balances it really well without right you know she doesn't apologize <laughs> I laugh again that back to that scene where Alexis reminds her parents uh, that she was kidnapped and you know nobody answered her texts while she was gone and Moira was like oh, I just had my eyelashes dyed everything was cloudy <laughs> like like she doesn't say oh I'm so sorry baby I, you know I was the worst mother ever she doesn't let the guilt she was like oh, I had my eyelashes dyed I mean it's just ridiculous but I love Moira for that um, the other line that, and she also tends to like 
I don't want to say pick on, but her and Alexis have yes. a different relationship than her and David. David was her was her connected child ish, you know, and but she still loves Alexis. But uh, <laughs> David's like, well, one time he's like, didn't you once take the wrong baby home from preschool? <laughs> Do you remember this one? Yes, yes, I just watched. Alexis looked Chinese as an infant. How many times must I defend myself? <laughs> like she just, uh, she's unapologetic. She's a terrible mother yeah. at times, but she's unapologetic yeah. about it. And I don't know if that tells you guys a lot about me. <laughs> but sometimes I feel like as parents, you know, we got we can't sweat the small stuff. Now, obviously, this is to the extreme. I have never taken the wrong child home. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure you know your kids' middle names. I do. I was about to say, I do know all of my children's middle names. So I am a step above Moira. But, uh, but anyway, she just, she, she can, I connect with Moira and I just, I love her to pieces. Uh, I've thrown out some of my favorite quotes, uh, Moira isms. Do you have anything that you love that you say other than, ooh, David? <laughs> I think, I think one of my favorite Moira quotes. And I don't know why this one sticks out so much for me. One of them is when she was mad at David. I don't even remember what she was mad about, but she told David, stop looking like a disgruntled pelican. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so I tell my children that and they're like, you don't make any sense. <laughs> um, and, and another one that just, I, I die laughing is when her and David are making enchiladas together. Oh my gosh. Yes. The way they say (laughs) and they can't figure (laughs) out how to follow a simple family recipe. And the step is you fold in the cheese and it's, it's over a minute of them just riffing back and forth going, what do you mean fold in the cheese? And Moira says, you fold in that she just keeps repeating herself you fold in the cheese she's like i'm telling and you says, like a piece of paper like yes. how do i fold in cheese? and she's like uh i'm telling you the simple instructions i'm t- telling you what to do you fold in the cheese right but what does that mean fold in the cheese david <laughs> Yes. Oh my god! Oh, and they make this huge deal about how it's a family recipe, but they can't figure out how to fold. No, the no, they've never made these enchiladas before in their lives. Right, <laughs> enchiladas. enchiladas. <laughs> All right, um, <laughs> I'm going to. I actually asked some of my folks in the Shit's Creek fans uh, shoot the shit Facebook group to chime in just a real quick on their favorite. Uh, line or their spirit animal if they had one from the show and here's what they had to say hello no guilt fangirl nation my favorite episode would have to be season two the the season finale it's the the dinner that the roses have with the the shit family and the the couple that knew them from their previous life also the big party (laughs) at the the end of the show in Mutt's garage or his house, I guess. I just love the way the family was all getting along and it was just a nice way to wrap that season up. And by far, without a shadow of a doubt, my spirit animal is Johnny Rose. That man's awkwardness, optimism, and disdain <laughs> all wrapped up together is just amazing. Not that I don't love everybody else, but uh, that guy is awesome. Close second would be Stevie. Because I have a wicked crush on her. 
<laughs> this is Aaron from Georgia, and my spirit animal has to be David Rose oh, because he is yeah. everything yes, that I think anyone absolutely. could want in a friend and a boyfriend. Of course, we've had to watch his character, you know, morph over the seasons, but um, the character that he is now in season five is just pure gold. And I've loved watching the journey of his insecurities and his not knowing who he was and, and where his place was in this world to now where he is um, with his sister, with his friends, with Patrick, with his family. It's just beautiful. Um, and then my favorite scene um, of all times is definitely, definitely the olive branch when David sings to Patrick uh, lip syncs. It's amazing. I watch it over and over again. It gives me the chills. I never get tired of watching it. It's just beautiful. I think everyone wants to feel accepted and seen and loved and cared for and cherished. And just the, the way that they interact with one another during that scene um, is just powerful. It's just powerful. I don't care if you're heterosexual, bisexual, gay, pan, um, whatever. I think that everyone strives to have that level of intimacy with someone. It's just perfect. Thanks, guys. I love those. I love those. All right. <laughs> Do you have a favorite season or a favorite episode uh, that that stands out to you? Uh, they're all so good. But I mean, is was there anything that was just the, I can tell you what mine was. So for me, I had started watching the show. And again, if you guys haven't heard me say this before, I have no problem with spoilers. I am all about spoilers. I Sometimes I go looking for them. Sometimes I don't. In other words, if I happen across something on Facebook or on Twitter, I don't shy away from it. It probably actually gets my attention and causes me to obsess over whatever it was that I, I saw. And so in this case, I think I was in the middle of season three. Somebody posted this wonderful song that I'm not going to spoil it for anybody else, but it's this wonderful song episode snippet that happens in season four, right? Yep. Does that happen in season four, yep. I think? Okay. Yes. And they posted it on Facebook about how like this is the most perfect Shit's Creek moment you have ever seen. And I stopped and I saw it and I cried. I had tears. Going. It was so emotional. It was so sweet. It was just yes. utter perfection. And from that moment on, I binged straight from wherever I was in season three until I got to that episode because I couldn't, I had to see what, I had to see what happened. I had to see how this, how this all came about. Um, and I think that was the night I stayed up till about 4.30 in the morning to finally get that, oh my God. Mm -hmm, to finally get that episode in. And it took everything I had in me not to like hit play again and watch the whole thing again because I loved it that much. So that is obviously season four is my favorite season that I, I, I haven't seen season five yet. We don't know what's coming up for season six, but for me, that entire season was where everybody was making these big major changes in their lives. They were all finding their place in Shit's Creek and yep. it was all such pure happiness and joy and sweetness and delight. And I loved it. I just loved every single second of it, particularly that episode was amazing. So, all right. What about you? So I would uh, actually, I would, I would have to agree. I season four, actually season five is my favorite. I can't. Okay. Lie. Okay. Good um, to know. You know, and again, it kind of goes back to it just every season gets better to me. Um, you know, so kind of all the, the happiness and joy that you're feeling in season four 
it just gets better in season five. Ah, yay. Um, so, I have so yeah. much to look forward um, to. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, my favorite episode is, it's either the one you were talking about or the reciprocating one with the same song and just a different uh-huh. yeah. version. Yeah, yeah. Um, just because I felt like it was so sweet and so full of love and happiness and just, I think a pure act of love between these two mm-hmm. characters. Yeah, that's a that's the same episode Erin was mentioning uh, r- before when she when she chimed in. Yeah, same episode. You know, one of the things that I love Dan Levy talking about is that they weren't focused on who. Um, the love was between, but just putting love out there. And one of his awards that he accepted, you know, he, I'm getting a little teary, I gotta admit. Um, He talked about, you know, what, how much better the world would be if we loved bigger. And if we just were happy, you know, instead of focusing on some of the bad stuff. So I think that, you know, kind of the journey that we're talking about is, and the show in general, they talk about, you know, just loving bigger, loving your family, loving people around you, your friends. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily matter. It's not romantic, but they just kind of learn to love where they are in life and who they're around. And it's just a really happy, joyful show and season. And it just keeps getting better. Yes. I I completely agree with you. It is, it, that is, that is, I, I don't like unhappy endings. I, I am the person, I will go to a movie, and as long as the movie ends on a happy ending, I am satisfied. I don't <laughs> like those movies that try to be edgy and be different and and say, basically, we wanted to, you know, we didn't want to give that happy ending because everybody expected that. Dude, yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> right. I do expect it. That's what I'm here for. I am here. I am not here for real life. I am here to be entertained and to be put in these moments that I can't create on my own. You know, that's what I'm here for. So that's, that's what this Um, show, you know, it's not always the exact happy moment when I want it to be, but it's all of it has been very satisfying. Like Alexis, again, back to her, she's gone through some up and downs and some changes. And I've been very satisfied with the growth you see in her character and where, and and she's, she's just brilliant too. She has, um, that's Annie Murphy who plays um, Alexis and she's, She's just so good. They are just so good. I absolutely yeah. love this. I love this. I also want to say, oh, speaking of the cast, we've already talked about Eugene yeah. Levy and Catherine O'Hara, um, Dan Levy as David Rose and Annie Murphy. But we also have um, Dan and Eugene. Their, their sister slash daughter, um, Sarah Levy, is also in the show. And she plays Twyla. Yep. Uh, she's a, a waitress um, and also a central part of most of the shows and whatever. So Dan's sister and Eugene's daughter uh, are, is this, it's this little family affair going on. It's really cute. All right. Now, before we, we, we've talked about so much of the show and I feel like we could probably talk about this for like another hour, but I know my fangirl Jamie here and Jamie actually went to the live event. There was a Schitt's Creek live event. I did. Tell me about that. So I literally screamed um, when I found out they were coming to Austin and called my husband. And I said, do I need to spend X amount of dollars on this? He's like, you absolutely do. Again, <laughs> find your person and marry them. 
Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so we went and it was at this little, like a smaller theater in downtown Austin. And um, so the main characters were there, the all, you know, all the, all the roses. And then also they brought in um, Noah Reed, who plays Patrick and Emily Hampshire, who plays Stevie. Mm-hmm. Um, I am here to tell you that if it, if one of these events comes to your town and they said that they are going on tour again after season six airs. Oh, um, good to know. Okay. Yeah. So definitely I'm here to tell you, go like, don't hesitate. Just go. Okay. Um, the, first of all, the first thing that I noticed when we went there, you know, you go in and they have like the little merch table set up and what, first of all, kind of tips you off is that everybody is like, Oh, what are you going to get? Everybody was kind of chit chatting and really excited. And then we went into the theater and the vibe in there was, was the show. Everybody was so happy. Um, I hugged so many strangers that night. <laughs> um, we sat next to the sweetest couple. This man and his husband had flown in from St. Louis actually. And, you know, by the end, like, so it was me and then Jeff and then this other man. Um, And by the end, like me and the other guy were like holding hands over Jeff because we were, you know, just so excited. We were the fans. We were the first, you know, the primary fans. But I mean, it was just pure joy. And, you know, so that was definitely the vibe there. Um, And then. And then Dan came out and everybody lost their minds. <laughs> um, he came out I'll and bet. talked to everybody for a little bit. And then Eugene came out and they talked to the crowd for about 10 minutes or whatever. They brought out the rest of the crowd and, um, you know, it was just, it was so much fun to hear them. This, so they, they tell stories about the show. They talk, they show parts of the show. They show clips and stuff like that. Talk about like their inspiration. Of course they have to ask, Catherine O'Hare about the wigs and the accent. And so she talked about that. <laughs> um, anyone who is a fan of the comedy duo of Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara mm-hmm. will love the show because they talk about their history of working in the movies together and what it was like to work on like best in show. And they sang songs from movies that they were in, in the past together. Uh, Have you seen best in show? Oh, uh, Yes. Have you? Oh my gosh. Yes. So oh funny. my gosh. So, so funny. So, so funny. funny. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so they talk about, you know, their experience doing that and they all kind of, um, you know, just talk about their experiences on the show and they, they go through each character one at a time, you know, and kind of t- show, like I said, show the clips and talk about what they've done. Um, and then they do a game show. And they pull up, I think it's five audience members per team. And they play with the actual, so Dan Levy reads off the questions. And they do like a family feud style face-off. Um, where they divide <laughs> up fun. the cast and they divide up the, the guests. And they have to try to answer questions about the show. And it's super fun. And everybody in the audience was shouting and getting into it. And, you know, and then the people all ended up getting... They got like a t-shirt, but even better than that, they got the biggest bear hug from Dan Levy and they got the hug, right? 
and they got to hunt that's all awesome the, yeah and um i sent you a picture uh alexis came out in the crowd and picked the people to participate so i mean she was like a few fit a few feet from me and i you know lost my mind um. <laughs> yeah, no, I love the pictures. I love the pictures and the little video. Yes. Yeah, so she that- sent me um, a video too, because that song that we mentioned earlier that I got obsessed over, uh, that anybody who watches this show will get obsessed over. They yeah. actually, they sang it. They sang it. And Patty, when I say that I wept, like that is no exaggeration. Like I sat there the entire time that that song was being sung and tears just streamed you know it's and again I'm tearing well, up right now just talking about yeah well I honestly honestly I had goosebumps like just go up and down my arms hearing you describe how you cried and and that song and it just kind of flashed because we I don't want to tell everybody what it's about but what's so the, first of all it's a song that everybody knows and it's beautiful um yeah. it's simply the best I, I don't think that's a huge spoiler or anything no. um it's a beautiful wonderful uplifting perfect song and the scene that they put it in is uh, i don't even know how to describe it without like you know being stupid about it too so <laughs> i'm not going to i'm just telling you if you are like me and you need to find this go search it out on the internet you will find it it's amazing. Um, but yeah, I can imagine, especially with that crowd that you were in, with being in the fandom like that, I this is why I wanted to have this podcast in the first place, was talking about people who can describe unabashedly how they weeped and cried <laughs> over a television show or holding hands with a stranger across your husband's body yep. um, be- because that is what these fandoms do for you and and that's what connects us and that's what brings us together. And I think that's kind of what stands out so much to me for, about this show is that it is it's a positive message, it's a positive uplifting thing. Um it talks about literally it's humans. It's humans who love humans. Yeah. Period the end full stop, right? Yep. And I feel like it's an encouraging way and it's so it's just we're in such a toxic environment at times with the right and the left and the anybody everybody who wants to like spout things off and nobody's listening to each other. Yep. And in this one little, you know, microcosm of Shit's Creek that is completely fabricated and made up, but <laughs> we can believe it's so believable that these people who are coming from all walks of life and all different personalities and uh, they all come together and they all accept and love each other period the end like everybody you know it's just i everything about this show is a positive thing and it's beautiful yeah and um yeah i think if i had been in that room i would have had the tears pouring down my face and either from laughter or just from the emotions (laughs) um of all of that so yeah, I'm so glad that you got to go. And thanks so much for coming on today. I think we're going to go ahead and just wrap this up. All right. Uh, well, thanks for asking me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I, I mean, you know, Jamie, you are a fangirl like I am a fangirl. And we got to stick together. <laughs> so I am That's right. quite sure we'll have you back at some point talking about something else that you love. Because we love a lot of things, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We love things. We, we love things. <laughs> yeah, I will be back with the Daily-ish Fangirl and the Monday Movie Minute, um, you know, all the usual next week. And until then, guys, if you liked what you heard today, throw up those five stars, uh, leave a review. It helps other fangirls find us. And 
fangirling alone is absolutely no fun. We don't want to do that. So definitely tell your friends, share this on social media, get them involved. We would love to have more, more folks, you know, fangirling together, right? Thanks for listening to the No Guilt Fangirls podcast. And thanks for coming on, Jamie. Thank you.